When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hello, you're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Corey, a.k.a. Bayou Benders, alongside Mason Dixon, and this is Habs Nightly, your hub for Habs content. Welcome back, folks, to another episode of Habs Night. It's been postponed one day so we can watch the draft uh, insider video from the Montreal Canadiens to have just a little bit more content. Uh, but before I embarrass Mason, Mason, how are you? How's the weather, brother? Oh, Lord. I'm doing well, <laughs> thank you. Uh, Corey asks that because we tried recording yesterday we and this guy started to talk talking about, about the weather. Well, dude, I'm excited. Do you intro. understand how nice it is? We're no, we're not doing this. We're no stop. <laughs> um. Anyway, yeah, no, things have been going good. Um, oh, just shit. watched the um, Habs draft video during the premiere, fresh off the press. So yeah, I'm excited to talk about that and uh, you know, wrap things up here and. Just get ready to get past the post the 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 off season, sorry, and start getting into preseason, getting into the regular season. It's an exciting time in the lead up to a meaningful hockey chatter. Heard that. Um, so yeah, let's just start off there. Um, you know, it wasn't as long as last year's. Uh, I think it sat in just shy of uh nine minutes maybe no i'm sorry fucking 19 so so actually no it's about the same last year's was what 22 minutes this one's no last 20? year's was longer was it really i feel like it was like 25 minutes somewhere around there 22 25 minutes um i would think it would be longer with the first overall pick there's just so much you know footage they could honestly yeah, use for 20 22 minutes last year okay so not bad um I felt it was a little centered, but we'll get to that in a second. Um, what's your overall opinion about it, Mason? Do you felt like you kind of understood the room a little bit more or anything like that? Honestly, it was a lot of the same bullshit, I think. Um, this one didn't show. I think last season's was awesome because we 
It was so in-depth last year. Because it was it was a trailblazer, right? Like, it's the first mm-hmm. time we got to see into the mind of the draft room. We already kind of know. We've had a full year with them again. We know what they're thinking. We know what they're saying. But also the excitement of the first overall pick. But so, like, it was bound to be a little less entertaining. However, I do think that part of what made it a little upsetting for me, not upsetting, but less enjoyable, was that some of the things they were repeating made me cringe a little bit stuff that I'm not necessarily of the same philosophy, the same mind. Um, Hearing them talk about, especially one quote, talk about going for the best skill and then looking at some of the, (laughs) the draft picks they've taken. It makes me wonder if that, like if that's, if they're just saying that for the cameras, right. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, or if they're truly just not evaluating talent in the way that I would. But, you know, I do think it was still interesting and it, it's an insightful watch. Like you get to see exactly what uh, the team is doing. I don't know that any of the other NHL teams in the league do a video like this. I th- That's not something I've looked into, but Arizona's um, last year was fantastic. Oh, um, they did something similar. So last year was honestly the first year I've ever really seen anything like this. And the other teams I've stumbled upon ours. I mean, obviously we were, you know, we, we have these bookmarked and stuff like that. Yeah, we get alerts, but um, last year was the first year that I actually saw like multiple teams, like take on this, this idea. And it was, it was really interesting to watch, you know, cause you know, you, you get to see, like you were saying, uh, like the talk in the room, like, where everyone's heads are in a sense, you know, like what are the, what are their key goals or values that they're looking for at this specific draft and all of that. Um, Arizona had a really good one last year. I remember there was a couple other teams, but Arizona's was great. Um, they more or less got everybody <laughs> that they wanted. Yeah. Well, regardless, I, I do think it's a cool thing to watch and yeah, well, why don't we just get some like started talking about some of the things we heard? I know you. Um, in Before the we do we'll one comment, this reminded me, Mason, you were young, so I feel like you might have watched this. Uh, do you remember it's like 2015 season, maybe 2016, when they had like the Habs 24-7? And it was just like it every week, I believe, or every other day there was an episode. Um, and it just followed the team. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, like a little bit before preseason and then to the end of the season. Um, that's what this reminded me of. And I wish we could get back to that. Like I, I miss being able to watch that uh, continuously and keep up with stuff like a little bit easier for people that are like out of market. Yeah, I think it's uh <laughs> funny, funny. Like you said, I was I was in high school. In that year, Corey. So whatever, dude. I I think that I young. think of you as being like a, a child, and I'm sorry. Um, but no, I do remember that series, and I think this is part of a, a way for the Habs to kind of get back into that. Um, but yeah, um, before we begin, something funny just to uh, just to kind of mention, um, the video has just dropped 37 minutes ago, and uh, trending in Canada right now is Mishkov. So you can tell <laughs> how some fans are t- taking this video. I mean, of course, we kind of knew that was going to happen. It's it's funny. It's no coincidence um, that he's now trending. But honestly, less I had let took less input um, 
from this video about the fifth overall pick and the, the Ryanbacker selection. We saw a little bit of justification as to why the Habs did that, but and some of the reasoning and thought process. But a lot of the analysis and a lot of the the speaking we got to see was um, regarding the Jacob Fowler <laughs> pick, and uh, I wanted to know what your thoughts were on that, Corey. I'm sorry, I'm laughing because you screenshotted the horse guy from last year and you tweeted about it. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna get into that too. <laughs> um, now in the as I was watching it, I felt like it was like you were saying didn't have a lot about the number one the number fifth pick, uh, the number five pick. Jesus Christ, dude. Um, anyway, but it's kind of refreshing that we got to see an um. Uh, someone that they're very confident in. Um, and I kind of towards the end like that a lot more because I felt like we're already aggravated uh, where, wherever you stand with uh, David Reinbacher. Um, it was awesome that it wasn't just an entire video of them pleading with the fans as to why this was a good pick um, and to instead isolate and show someone that they believe is like the next fucking the next thing. So uh, I really enjoyed it. I thought, uh, I mean, it's mainly about Jacob Fowler and he seems awesome. He seems really awesome. Yeah, I really liked um, when they were doing his interview and he was talking about uh, sitting in a suit for hours, not getting drafted in the OHL or USHL. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought that whole little like spiel he went on there was pretty interesting. Um, You got to see like. The competitive fire that he clearly possesses, and Jacob Fowler is not a player that I had any sort of knowledge of, to be honest, um, mm-hmm. going into the draft. I was so focused on the top end that I didn't really get um and I'm not a goalie guy. I'm just not. I'm it was kind of a I don't know what you want to say, like <laughs> kind of an unknown for me. I'm not I'm just not a goalie guy, but we did get to see, um, you know, kind of some stuff on him afterwards. And I, I think it made me pretty optimistic about the pick. Um, third round, like a guy that, I don't know, like apparently a lot of guys said could be a very, very good goalie. But then this, you know, video and seeing not only his competitive fire, but the way the scouts were talking about and one of the guys passionately saying, you know, he has literally always been the best goalie in yeah, every the league. High, the highest percentage in every league. A percentage, yeah. Like, And if you look at his stats, you can see that, too. He has been a winner and a great goalie at every level. And, yeah, I thought this um, video that the Habs have put out here is really kind of like sold me on that. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you can No, tell that, that I think they, that's – they made it – what I took away from it is that they worked really hard to make me feel like uh, Jacob Fowler was a steal and the next coming, you know, um, and they sold me. I'm on board um, his fire. I mean, you just about mentioned everything that he said, you know, in the little bit that we got to see. Um, but his passion and his drive. I love that. I love seeing that in a goalie. I don't really follow goalies that much kind of like you said um but for for him to have like what i would see a you know a forward uh anyone that's not in goal to have that type of passion to want to be uh 
you know, like a a big name on the ice. Uh, to see that in a goalie, that was really uh, awakening and reminded me of the attitude. Hang on, Jesus just sneezed. Um, reminded me of like a like a Patrick Wah type of attitude. Like, you know, I don't know Patrick Wah's like younger stories, but just that attitude and cockiness of like, look, I'm gonna get it done. Um, this is this is the path I took to get here, and and I didn't get it handed. Love that. Love that. And his character is fantastic. And he did an interview after after he got drafted uh, as a goalie. And it, it wasn't just like, I'm very excited to be here. This is tremendous. My family is here. Like, it was like very intense, like very like I'm, I'm here to prove a point. And I'm fucking sold on that. Yeah. And Jacob Fowler, too, is going to. Boston College, um, where he projects to be the starter as a as a freshman too. Can't wait. Um, which is exciting. Um, and even more so, like exciting, I guess, is that he's playing with um a trio of really, really, really good U.S. National Development Program guys that got drafted this year: Gabe Perot, Will Smith, um, and Ryan Leonard. I believe is nice. on that team as well. Is that? I think that's the trio of guys this year that are there, but you also have like um, uh, Philadelphia draft pick from previous year. I believe he went fifth overall in Sloth's draft. Don't quote me on that. Cutter Gautier. Oh yeah. Gautier. Yeah. Okay. There. So some, some pretty good offense and some guys to kind of look out for. And, you know, I'm sure he'll have quite a few run-ins with, um, Lane Hudson, who's at Boston University. So mm-hmm. um exciting to see him go to a team that projects to be good. And hopefully we get to follow along with his progression as the, the years progress here. I'm glad that you brought that up because it's almost like <laughs> the entire fan base is sold on um Lane Hudson. So it's like, you know, BC is going to play BU and he's going to get an opportunity, hopefully, uh, if Fowler does start this year and and maintains uh to see like him play against him, uh because we already see Lane as, as uh like the big deal like a big, a big key asset we know what he's capable of uh to see him have an opportunity to block Lane Hudson is gonna be uh fantastic maybe it's just for me but I think that's gonna be pretty sick. No, I agree. Like I guess me mentioning he gets to play Lane is because. We're we're watching out for Hudson anyway, so <laughs> you'll you'll kind of get to see him even if you're not looking out for him, which I think is exciting. But um, moving on from Jacob Fowler, we also you know we got to talk about David Reinbacker and uh, the way they were talking about him was really interesting. There was a couple things that stood out to me, but what was your, I guess, key takeaways from? how they were speaking about his uh i think i think the best quote that i was you know that that really had me like shaking my head yes was um oh fuck i think that was on jacob fowler maybe it was uh maybe it was david when they were saying like uh nope that was fowler because i was gonna say when they were saying everyone um everyone can reach that that level but he's already there and he already understands how to win so let me think uh Go to yourself. <laughs> I guess I'm just really blown away by Jacob Fowler, so I, I got to try to remember some David Reinbacher moments. 
Yeah, well, I was I was really focusing on the way they were talking about um his defensive prowess, and this is something that you know we've we've known about for oh, a while. Okay. whole yeah. time. You've we were talking it. about Ryan Backer is that he is very solid defensively, that he is going to be a stalwart defender in the National Hockey League. I don't think anyone's questioned that he's going to be able to be a shutdown guy. But they weren't talking about him as like a just one of those. They were saying things like just sorry, they weren't talking about him just as one of those like good shutdown guys that is reliable. They were putting him in the atmosphere of every Stanley Cup champion has a guy that shuts down to this capability. So you're talking about this isn't a comparison they use, but you're you're thinking of a guy like um oh fuck, what's his name out in uh Carolina? I'm drawing a blank right now. Burnsy. Uh, <laughs> pardon me? Burns. Brent Burn. I'm talking about a defense Corey. I'm talking about a defensive defenseman, and you oh, just brought up Brent Burns. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> you just said you <laughs> Carolina D, and I was like, oh, Brent Burns. I I am I need I need a little setup. I need a little help here, and oh, you geez. come out with fucking Brent Burns. Come on, dude. You know what you're asking. I'm not going to turn around one day, of, one day, and be and be the. No, I'm thinking of Jacob Slavin. Okay. Um, kind of a guy like that was kind of how they were describing him. And they were even going further and saying stuff about how he never seemed to get rattled. He wasn't stressed. And, and you know, you do think about that. And I think, you know, some of the stuff, I feel like the Habs scouting department seems to put too much emphasis on intangibles at times. And these videos kind of highlight that for me. But I do think in this regard, what they were saying was really meaningful. And I think it did carry a lot of weight because they were talking about how it was his first time in this environment. Not only did he lead this team to promotion, he led them like to stay in the league again. He's led them through the playoffs. He was playing as their number one defenseman at the age of 17. Yeah. He was playing in a pro league with men and he was thriving and getting better and didn't seem stressed. And that I know I do agree. Like, look, character only gets you so far, but I think that was definitely a um a good thing. They highlighted that I didn't really, you know, as casual fans, we're not really able to see. And I think that it does kind of I do get why they rated Ryan Backer so highly if this is how they saw him. You know what I mean? No, absolutely. Um one of the only things that I, I, I truly remember was when they were saying, you know, uh, when they were talking about what he's playing at now, which is against men. And um, the Swedish um, scout had said that, you know, they had seen him uh, play, I'm sure, in person at one of the games. And um, they said that, you know, in in a moment where it could have been hectic, he was calm and collective and didn't panic. He f- like they just felt that he was aware his senses were heightened on the ice, no matter, um, you know, like how, how dangerous the situation can be as far as like staying in control. And I think that's huge. And um, that was very, that was very helpful um, on my side to feel like they were, you know, the room strongly agreed that, you know, he, he, when looking at the defenseman was uh, a men against boys in a sense. Yeah, maybe, um, maybe a veteran 
you know, in a, in a room full of rookies, like his, just his mind so much more developed. Who's that? Reinbacher? Reinbacher. I didn't really get that sense. I just got that they, they feel like he isn't going to be rattled and possesses kind of like a, like a dog mentality. Mm -hmm. But I will say like, you know, I've done my my due diligence. I've said mm -hmm. my positive things. Now it's time for me to, I guess for lack of a better term, dog it a little bit. Um, Mm -hmm. Fucking (laughs) big horse guy struck again. (laughs) And, this motherfucking idiot going on talking about oh size is like he's got this rare combination of size and i hate like do i know and understand that stuff like that's going to be brought up yes what concerns me is that this guy every time we've seen this guy talk he's talking about size for starters secondly (laughs) um This is something they chose to highlight. Like, this is something they wanted to show in their fucking... Right. Well, maybe it was just like, this is is all Daryl talks about. It needs to be the best. uh, The one that made the most sense about size. (laughs) But, like, why are the... Why is he in the room if all he's looking at To make them happy about the pick. Right. And... I, I don't know. I just seem it seems very out of touch to me. It seems like an old way of thinking and stuff like that really concerns me. They were also talking about, you know, choosing skill. And I just I don't know. I just some of their actions don't seem to match up with their words. But the size comments that we were seeing were really concerning to me because, you know, I, I don't think this team lacks for size all that much. Right. And I don't think you should ever fucking draft for it. <laughs> yeah, I do understand that. Well, um, yeah, I was a little. I felt that it lacked a lot of like it was very it was very one sided. And. Um, I'd like I'd like to hear more of the arguments as to why we're you know we're moving these picks well this is this is our table of of guys we're looking at um instead of just the agreement side of it i want i want to hear why you know one guy was really against you know any 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 of the fucking picks any any of the prospects i felt it was just kind of like to make us feel like it was it was played in a sense to show us like this is what's this is the best moves. We made the best decisions. I want to see like the heart of the room, not just, you know, what they want us to think is the most effectiveness. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I don't know how to fucking word that, but it just felt very clipped. You know, we, we left a lot of like the good, the good meat and potatoes behind to just give us a vague, you know, the future is bright instead of like, you know, showing us where they actually stand. Yeah, I, I, I guess I see maybe it. that sounds stupid. Um, just felt a little disingenuous is all. That's fair. Um, and why bleep people? Who gives a fuck? Who cares to know how high he was on? Well, it's not Corey. It's a legal thing, right? Like they have to bleep out. They can't talk about other players. Okay. All right. Maybe, um, I didn't know that. So 
Well, it's the same way, right? Like, if they release a video, yeah, sure, Mishkov wasn't on the team, but if they release a video where the Habs are like, oh, he's amazing, like this great player, we really want him, and Mishkov hasn't signed a contract with Philadelphia yet. Mm, I see what you're saying. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying, right? Like, it's it's tampering, and I'm sure that's why they they bleep everything out. The same way you can't say we're going to work hard to try and trade for Sidney Crosby, right? Like you, you can't talk about other teams players. Yeah, I understand. I just felt in this situation, it would have been nice to, I mean, you could have just bleeped their names out, but like they have more of the in-depth conversation of, of why, why this and not this, you know? No, I do agree. They did lack. Like I want to, cause, cause I feel like, like the guy who was just dropping F-bombs and like one dude looked hella serious the entire time. Like it, like nothing he was saying was, <laughs> was everyone's, you know, the collective's opinion. Like I wanted to hear some of that, you know, like a bit of the outliers, even if I, I have to guess who the person was, I just, I don't know. It felt like we, what we got I a really, of people um, that was just very clipped down. What I was really kind of upset to not hear, I guess, talked about more was um chris chris boucher Mm -hmm. the analytics guy the habs hired yeah um which would have been a great chance for us for them to like showcase him a bit you know well no i mean just mean like last year he was talking and clearly he's part of the conversation we got to hear him talk about Mm -hmm. you know different players and how they were doing things but we didn't really get to hear his voice this um video and i would have been interested to see um what he had to say and i guess the reason that concerns me is because i'm wondering if maybe he was fighting <laughs> against yeah, like he was he or... was against it yeah yeah is what i'm kind of saying cuz at the end of the day this it's pr right like they're they're trying to get you mm-hmm. to jump on board and be happy with what they're doing <laughs> yeah i understand um i i wish we would have got a little bit of uh a little bit more of a insight on, on some more players. Like uh, I forgot his name, but he had mentioned that, you know, uh, you could find legends and, you know, uh, fifth, sixth and seventh round. Um, You know, I know that they don't have all the time in the world, but I mean, fuck, we had what? Eight picks. I would, I would have liked to at least have a little bit of lanyap on that. No, definitely. Um, You know, I understand, you know, Jacob Fowler and David Reinbacher are, are you know, our are only two, I'm not going to say big picks, our first two picks, and they barely touch on Jack Eye, and um, I don't know if Bogdan was who was the defenseman they were talking about out of Russia, but, I mean, I felt, you know, we had, what, one, two, three, four, five more guys, uh, including uh, – Luke Middlestat out of University of Minnesota. We couldn't, we didn't want to talk about him at all. Oh, he didn't make the cut. I just think that I would have liked to have heard about every one of the guys, even if it was for a second, like they did with uh, with Jack Eye. You know. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree how can you, sure. how can you put a statement that these guys could be the future, and then we only isolate the top three guys because you know, uh, for some reason we're short on cash and we can't have 
you know, too long of a uh, an episode that we get once a year. Yeah, I do think there was less content um, to be had in this year's video. But like I said, it, it was, an, excuse me, sir, it was something new last year. So we were bound to get a little more from it. Um, but all, all in all, I did enjoy the video. I'm, I'm happy they do it and I hope they continue to do it. Yeah, um, I might, I might be, I might have wanted more, but perhaps in the future, you know, it's 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 still nice nonetheless. Yeah. So, uh, but but before we move on, um, here I believe we probably have a word from our sponsors. That's right, Mason. We have a word from our sponsors with DraftKings. College football fans, are you ready for Week One? DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking you up with a can't-miss offer to start the season strong. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on college football and score $200 in bonus bets instantly. Anything can happen in college football. Your team can go from unranked to dynasty mode in just a couple of years. Change comes fast. The only thing that lasts is great offers from DraftKings Sportsbook. Life's more fun when you're in the action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use co- promo code THPN. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on college football. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsible on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. That sucks. ccdkng.co slash football for eligibility terms and responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after insurance, eligibility, and deposit restrictions apply. All right, Mason. Beautiful. Thank you once again, DraftKings. Pretty excited for college football, not going to lie, mainly because I haven't haven't had weekends off uh, ever. (laughs) So this is sick as fuck, Mason. Uh, LSU starting this weekend, and uh, I think, yeah, on the – no. Maybe. I don't know. Fuck Mason. LOL. Uh I feel like they, they start a couple of days later. Sunday. Sunday. That's right. Um, so yeah, where you want to take this? Oh, uh Casey DeSmith. We never got to talk to him the other day about him the other day. Um it feels a we little have, weird. We have talked about him though. We brought him up and then you changed the subject. We talked about him post as as a possible third goal and stuff. Stuff after yeah we talked about him maybe behind maybe maybe before or after the episode I don't remember much about him during um, I promise you we can talk about him again we can talk about him again okay but um like I I I guess what I would if I, if we're gonna bring him up I'll I'll just say, I think the big thing with Casey DeSmith is that there's not a lot to talk about because I think the odds decrease every day that he is a Montreal Canadian for any significant, if any amount of time to start the season. That's what I I'm think. Saying. The like, where do, showcase where do we... him in preseason. Uh-huh. And then he's gone because that's, I think the that's what I was saying. Do you, 
do you see us keeping him or do we move something else? I don't know. I think he's gone. He's not waiver eligible. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of the day, he was a cap move, right? Yes. And he's, he he's a smart still, cap I think move for the a strong return as well. Well, that, that's the thing with goalies. We always say the, the goalie market just isn't the same as players. People do not. And I think rightfully so. They people do not pay up for goalies. I, when was I the last that. time? When that. was the last time a goalie got moved for a significant piece? Mark Andre Fleury is probably the biggest goalie that got has been traded in the last few years, and it was for nothing. Mm-hmm. Literally nothing. Not like almost nothing. It was for nothing after okay. he won the Vesna. Thanks for breaking my heart, Mason. I'm just, I'm just, you know. <laughs> Pampering I'm just saying um I think this is this is a different this is a different game though and now every team has to understand that it's a two fucking it's a two goalie league now and yeah. I think that he can bring some promise I don't expect the world from him but I think Corey, I think he's lucky. better than what we have so why move I, why keep him because this team's going to be you know if if at best a flash in the pan I'm um, not saying that have should keep him. They should trade him because if they trade him, they get cap space. But yeah, what they're both want... on the same page. I know, but you got to let me finish here, okay? <laughs> why you haven't seen him traded and why you haven't seen the Habs make any moves is actually quite calculated, and it's because of the way the salary cap works. Mm-hmm. So as of right now. The Habs have made it very clear that they intend to put price on LTIR, but he's not on LTIR yet because if they put him on LTIR now, they they don't get that cap space back. It's a weird rule. Yeah, they, they have to wait. If they wait until the season starts or preseason, there's some date, and then they do it, they get 10 million cap space. Yep, and, and then it, it makes it easier speed. on us. Yeah, well, then they get to make more moves and hopefully acquire more dead cap at the trade deadline for picks, right? Mm-hmm. Casey DeSmith, not only is he not needed because I think that the team, well, I know that the team loves Allen and I think the team believes that Sam Montebo is their goalie of the future. Okay. So they're they're not going to, I just don't see where Casey DeSmith fits in. Yeah. However, he has a big I hear that. Habit. That he keeps them in the territory of you know using waiting to use price, and then once they trade him, or once they once he once they wait till that deadline, they're over the cap limit. They put price on LTIR, then they trade him, and they've got right. even more cap space. It's actually a pretty smart and calculated move. If you like, and I don't fully understand the the way the cap works itself. I had to get someone to explain this to me, mm-hmm. but that is essentially what the Montreal Canadiens are attempting to do here. And that's fantastic. That's the that's the thinking that this this team needs to get towards um, is how do how do we manipulate the market to work for us? Um, I also think that Casey DeSmith, it, it's his time. You know, like this is his this is his best era of his hockey career, um, and we don't need that on this team because this team is not ready for that type of this that type of game. I, I... He's better off be, becoming. You are an asset. Very, I must say, you are very high on a 32 year old goaltender 
a career backup, I might add. Yeah. I think Casey his, DeSmith his, is a solid listen, backup in the NHL, but I his think ability, to his time. It I is. don't know. I just look at look I'm at the last what two, three years with Pittsburgh, solid numbers, good, good fantasy guy when he's playing. I mean, I know that it's silly to base it off of that. I know he's older, but there's teams that could that can move him into their game right now and be happy, just like we were happy with taking uh, Allen behind Carey Price. He's a perfect fit for a lot of teams. I'm, I think the you know, Smith is. I think the Smith is a is a backup goalie. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not fucking putting him out immediately, but I'm saying he will strengthen the team, and a lot of teams are still, you know. They might have their number one, and their backup could easily be moved for something that that fits better. Fair enough. And I think that of the three, he's the one to move, and that's not even because I like Allen or Montembeau. I just, I yeah, think I, don't, I don't, I don't think the higher look. I don't, I disagree. I think Allen, it would be more sought after because he's proven more. I think Monty is younger, has. I think if you look at Montembeau's stock, like the way he performed for the Habs and then the way he performed for Canada um, at the World Championships, like mm-hmm. Monty's really improved his stock and his outlook on his career. I just, like I said, I, I DeSmith's gone. Like if he plays a game yeah, for the Habs, I'll be I don't surprised. see him playing. I don't see him playing. I didn't think he was going to make it. Um, But yeah, I just hope we can we can look back and that that's a, a little piece that helped us become a bigger. Yeah. I, I mean, Corey, I think if you're expecting anything, I think if you get a fourth round pick, you're ecstatic. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Is what I'm saying. I, I just don't, I don't think that goalies, especially uh, I, yeah, I'm, goalies get much in terms of a return. No, it's normally like a six round pick and that's what we can be looking for with this, but, but it's, any, it's, it's, it's anything. It was something that was gifted to us to take care of something, uh, someone's someone's pay for two years at, at four hundred. I mean, four million total, and then we get to move yeah, that and enough. turn him into another asset. Fantastic. Well, I know you got to run, um, so let's let's close it up. Any final remarks? Um, Nothing really. Like I said, we still got a couple weeks before preseason really gets rolling. Once that's September, it's the 31st. This will be coming out on the first. Um, mm-hmm. After that first week of September, things really start to roll. You'll you'll be getting those preseason uh, training camp rosters put out there. Yeah, you'll, you know, we'll be we'll seeing be, stuff. Be able to we'll see footage, to which is about. awesome. <laughs> yeah, we'll have a lot of stuff to talk about, and um, I'm looking forward to really getting into the the meat and potatoes of the NHL season here soon enough. So. Uh, yeah, that's all for me, though. Awesome, man. Uh, really good talking to you. Uh, anyway, folks, thank you all once again. This has been Habs Nightly. We can't wait to talk to you guys again soon. Goodbye. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.